And we don't have to talk specific numbers. That's not what I'm asking this for. But I'm curious, how has this impacted your business? Because you're someone that was doing this, it seems, for quite some time compared to the rest of the health coaches out there, right? That might only have a year or two old business. How has this impacted your business now being an FDN and having access to these labs? Yeah, like, I mean, I've made this year, I've made probably four times the income that I made in previous years. Hello and welcome to the Health Detect Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. We bring you interviews from people who have conquered the trickiest of health challenges using the functional diagnostic nutrition philosophy and similar healing modalities. You're going to hear from experts who have been through the ringer with their health issues and yet managed to come out on the other side. If you're interested in natural healing and or functional medicine, congrats, you are in the right place. You can always visit us at functionaldiagnosticnutrition.com. But for now, here is today's episode. What is going on, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Health Detective Podcast by Functional Diagnostic Nutrition. My name is Evan Transu, aka Detective Ev, and I will be your host for today's show. And our guest today, Krista Lyons, is actually an FDN, but it's a bit of a different story. She says herself, this isn't someone that's coming on with these crazy symptoms, or a crazy diagnosis, rather, but she did have some symptoms that got, thankfully, addressed by the FDN system itself. But what's cooler about her, and I think this resonates with a lot of people that are starting to consider the FDN course and go through it, she was a health coach for years. She went through a very popular certification for that, just like myself, and she was doing great work. She had clients. But what ended up happening is she didn't feel like she had the confidence or tools to actually serve the clients she wanted to serve. And you will hear from her own mouth in this episode that she ended up 4 xing her income, despite having done this for years, she 4X'd her income by going to functional diagnostic nutrition and then applying those principles to the work that she was doing within the first year. That is pretty amazing. Your results may vary. I can't make any financial claims on here, right? <laughs> but still, I think it goes to show what happens when you feel equipped to help people because she admits herself. It's not like she wasn't taking on more clients. She was. But the problem is, and my point in saying that is that, of course, if you're taking on more clients, you would earn more income. That's just logical. But her point was, it was her lack of confidence that led her to not taking on those additional clients. That was the problem, right? So I think it's kind of cool how Yes, you can charge more when you know the labs. You can do better work, which leads you to have more confidence, which will also make you more income as you attract more clients. It's kind of cool how that goes full circle. So Krista, like I said, FDN practitioner and certified health coach, she helps midlife women boost their nutrition, restore vitality through hormone and gut health, and uncover their hidden blocks to bust through weight gain, fatigue, and stress so that their health is no longer an obstacle to their happiness. This is a person that has been involved in the business world for quite some time and in the health world also for some time. I think there's many lessons to be learned here today in this episode just from her experience. And not to mention, she's got a wonderful personality. She's very fun to listen to and just watch on the video side, which will be available on our YouTube by searching for FDN training on there. Without further ado, let's get to today's episode. Hey, it's me again. Had to pop in one more time before we actually get started here. I wanted to tell you guys about something awesome that's going on. I don't know if you saw it on our Instagram, but we have a workshop coming up on October 8th. And so if you're listening to this within the 
first couple of days of it coming out, then you still have an opportunity to get involved with this. What it is, is a $9 workshop. That is literally it. There's live Q&A. You're going to get a ton of help for how to actually deal with tricky health challenges. So this is for the people who, one, might be considering the FDN course for health challenges, or maybe you don't want to do the FDN course. That is totally fine. But you want to learn some of the methodologies that we utilize to get healthy. This is going to help you with that. No lab testing required. Nothing like it. It is $9. Go to fdntraining.com slash dress, D-R-E-S-S. -S. That's fdntraining.com slash dress. Or if you have questions about it, you can visit us at our Instagram page at FDN training, shoot us a direct message there. We do not use chat bots. We have real people that actually answer your questions and just tell them that you heard about the workshop on the podcast. And I said that you can go there to ask questions. So that's fdntraining.com slash dress to get signed up or FDN training on Instagram and go to our direct messages or DM us, I mean, to ask questions. All right, now let's get to the episode. All right. Hello, Krista. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. I'm really excited to be here today. Yeah, this is one of those rare occurrences where I've been lucky enough to actually talk to this individual in person first. That's where we met was at the Biohacking Congress in June of 2022. And so I know this is gonna be a good conversation. We got big personalities and we're passionate about what we do. And what I've really liked is that as as of late, especially, it seems we're getting a very diverse mix of guests and especially FDNs. And we were talking about this before we started recording, but I think the type of FDN you are, it's never going to be exclusively that, but I think we should aspire to do this as a society where you're not coming today with some crazy, oh my gosh, I almost died from cancer thing. Um, And I admit, listen, from a podcast perspective, of course, they make for intense and good stories, but I always want people to remember that there's a human being on the other side of that story, right? It's like the true crime things, Chris. So, you know, like we listen to it, we're like, oh my God, it's so interesting. It's like, guys, that's someone's family. And yeah. so ideally we would be addressing this stuff before we receive these diagnoses. And I know that thankfully that was the case for you, but you also learned through the FDN system and other things that, okay, cool. I still had some things to work on. So who knows what would have happened if maybe we got down that line. Um, and I don't want to, you know, be the one talking about it. I'd like love to hear this from you. I mean, what what do you describe as your story? Like, how did you even get into this work if it wasn't based on some extreme diagnosis like most people use to get into this work? Yeah. So I am a mom of two. I have two boys. They're teenagers. And well, one's now 21. But when I started <laughs> sort of this whole process, he was a teenager. Um, and I remember years ago, you know, driving them to school and I didn't feel tired, but I felt foggy. And I remember one day specifically, I'm driving in the car and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like I can't even see clearly. Like, how am I, can I even react if, you know, if a squirrel ran out in front of the, the car? Um, and so it was on my mind that as I was getting into my 40s, you know, I wasn't feeling as sharp as I used to. Um, and I just thought, well, this is what happens. You know, I'm over 40 now. This I have two kids. I'm tired. I'm running a household. I'm growing a business, all the things, right? And so when I took the FDN course, the, the beauty of the course is that they let you run all the labs on yourself. Mm -hmm. So I get my labs back and my hormones are tanked. 
and I'm in the exhaustive phase. I've got no, you know, reserve left. Um, my gut is a mess. The, the, I've got dysbiosis, the good bacteria, the bad bacteria is all out of whack. And I thought, oh my gosh. And I wasn't even really feeling quote bad, you know, like I would never have gone to a doctor for what I had quote had. Um, but it was an indication that my body was breaking down, right? My brought, my body was showing me the symptoms. And so thankfully now I'm able to preventatively work on all of that. Yeah. Cool. And I think, again, this is what I'd really like to see in the future. And I mean, perhaps, oh my gosh, in, in a perfect world, we would do this before we felt any symptoms, right? Like people would just be doing totally. it that preventatively. I, I think yeah. we got quite a few steps to go before we're there, but th this is a good thing because if we can avoid the diagnosis, I think that matters. Now, whether or not you would have met the criteria for a diagnosis, I mean, who knows, right? Western medicine right. could have slapped a label on it. But I'm, I'm someone, if you guys listen regularly, you know, I'm very passionate about the world of autoimmunity. And this is not some, I'm not making a claim per se, because I'm not a doctor. But what I have seen, Chris, is almost that when once people activate that autoimmune process, it seems like even if they do all the right things, it stays there. Like if you, you can re-trigger it as opposed to someone who might be aware enough to get this stuff addressed before they activate that process. Guys, yeah, no, I, I believe this. I wouldn't do this myself, but I think you can get back to living a life where, yeah, you can go cheat every other weekend on some like really crappy food and there's not a huge detriment to it. Um, I'm not sure if that was the case here for you, but I do believe that that's possible if people actually addressed the health stuff first. And um, I love what you said about the mindset going into this because you believe that this was just normal. That's a narrative that is sold to us. That's completely false. I mean, I think Reed Davis is the best example of this. We got a guy, I actually don't know. He, he, he either is 70 now or he's right about to be 70. And no one would think that this guy's got ton of energy, tons of energy. He's teaching the course. He's traveling around speaking. Um, he's the true Testament to FDN because he's been doing it longer than any of us. Right. <laughs> um, totally. And so, yeah. The one thing I missed is what what did like get you into FDN though? Was it the symptoms or were you in the health space before? That's what I'm missing. Yeah. So I've been a health coach for years. And so okay. my focus though was helping people, you know, with clean eating. And so, you know, bringing down the toxin levels in your body, bringing down the toxin levels from your personal care products, from your food, you know, how to live a clean life, basically the clean mindset. Um, but I wasn't getting the results that I wanted with my clients. And so I had taken Kristen Thomas's health and wellness business school and people kept talking about FDN. I'm like, what is FDN? And someone texted me one day and they're like, you can do it. <laughs> so I looked into the FDN program and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the missing piece. Hmm. Because now with the lab testing, we can go right in and we can figure out exactly where the imbalances are. We can figure out exactly what's going on and then we can support that. And so it's, mm -hmm. it's all, you know, I came at it as a preventative medicine um, angle, but the, the clients that I see, they're coming at it with 15 to 20 years of symptoms that they've just been living with. And so, you know, there's such a wide range of people that we can help. I love it. Yeah. I think 
what you just said is honestly the stereotypical client of an FDN, 15 to 20 years of symptoms. And it's unfortunate because I, I think about this from a really big picture perspective. That is a fraction of one's life where they might have been living with these things and worse yet, they thought, oh, this is just the way it is. This is just something I have or it's my genetics or whatever. Um, and I'll backtrack even farther. You, you don't have to say the school or schools unless you want to, but what got you into health coaching? Like what attracted you to that? So I worked for 20 years for my parents. They had a music publishing company and I was doing, I did bookkeeping, I did copyright licensing, all kinds of business stuff. And my dad sold the company. And when he sold the company, I sort of had, you know, that I was in my 40s. My kids were able, you know, they were a little older. They were less dependent on me. And I thought, what am I going to do for the rest of my life? And so one day I happened to be online and I Googled the difference between a nutritionist and a dietitian and up popped IIN. And so, you know, you know, once you even talk about something, it's going to be all over your Facebook feed. It's going to be all over your email. Like you can't hide once you've mentioned something. And so IIN, you know, was... um I started getting all kinds of emails from IIN. And so I stalked it for about six months. And then I thought, you know what? This is definitely what I want to do. And when I started, I couldn't absorb the information fast enough. I was like, this is it. I love this. So so that's how I got started in 2013. I graduated from IIN. And then um, I was doing health coaching. Awesome. Now that part especially is highly relatable. When I was doing the course enrollment side of things, and I'm talking to people who potentially wanted to go through FDN, Krista, it must have been 25 to 30% of the people that I talked to that, I mean, we did, we could have maybe not gotten to that part of the conversation in the other 70%, right? But just that I talked to had told me that they went through IIN or whatever. And to be clear, Reed says this himself. And if you're if it's your first time listening, Reed's the founder of FDN. Uh, we love IIN because they are so good at the marketing. They bring so many people into this world. That's how I got into this world. That was the first mm-hmm. certification that I did myself. Um, it was actually in 2016, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And what you learn there. I think is phenomenal coaching skills. And that's something to note with FDN. FDN, the program itself, I would not say teaches coaching almost at all. It's very structured. It teaches you the business and what to do with a client, but that's not necessarily the same of how to coach the client. And so they can be very complimentary. And for some people, I know they've taken that to extraordinary levels and maybe for the niche that they're serving, that was all they wanted to do. But I think it's fair to say that many people that go through that are trying to serve a client at a specific level and they're not able to do that always. I think your story right here is extremely common and what I was hearing all the time where for myself, I knew I wasn't getting to the bottom of what I wanted to get to the bottom of and forget the clients. I wasn't even taking them yet because I felt like imposter syndrome. I said, if yeah. I can't even get this myself, how am I supposed to take on these clients? Um, and right. so that's really cool that you kind of went through Kristen Thomas that of course, yeah, I mean, she's like poster child FDN, right? Total, <laughs> um, total rock star. <laughs> yeah. So she's been on the th- show before. You guys can find that. Now, when you're going through FDN, we talked about you were able to utilize the labs. And just so I have the time frame right, were you going through the course when they were still only giving like two or three labs or did you get a bunch of them? So I just graduated in November. And so okay, that's, I, I signed on right before they um, they redid the course a little bit. And so I had to wait a couple couple weeks before jumping in because the new course was coming out last okay, July. Cool. So mm-hmm. 
That sounds about right. Yeah. So my point is you had the GI map then, and then I guess at the time was what we're using, access for the hormone? Yeah, I did all six labs. Oh, okay. I definitely cool. did all six. Um, and then, uh, but it was with access labs, not the S. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Then I have plenty to dive into because I know yeah. that you already mentioned that you were in the exhaustive yeah. phase. Um, I was in the same boat. It was borderline, but I was shocked to find that. But I was also validated. And that's what I wanted to know about your stuff because you were feeling these symptoms, but you didn't have a diagnosis. So it could be on the fence. Were you like, Shocked, scared, validated, mix of everything. What was your initial response to getting those results? Yeah, probably all of it. You know, part of me was like, oh my gosh, like what is wrong with me? And then part of me thought, oh my gosh, if I was feeling as good as I thought I was feeling and all of this came up, imagine the people that are out there walking around like me and worse than me that weren't, you know, were feeling okay. And had all of this going on. And so, yeah, yeah it was it, it, it was also very reassuring because I thought, okay, this is not in my head. Okay, there is some and, – and I was super excited because I thought, all right, I'm not feeling terrible. And imagine when I address all of these things, imagine how good I will feel and can – you know, the opportunity to just feel so much better. And then as I've – felt better along the way. I'm like, I can't even believe I let myself settle for feeling like that. Yeah. We have a lot of trainees that listen and people that are considering the FDN course. I can't tell you how much I appreciate that perspective because I think people get caught up in this. And listen, so did I. When I found that, especially as a 21-year-old guy at the time, I'm freaking out. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm dying. Like, what's going to happen? And that was not the case, obviously. No one told me I was dying. That was my own head. But in my opinion, being scared of it, and I'm not saying it's not in the normal initial reaction, but I was able to shut that off rather quickly. It seems like you were able to as well, because I kind of realized how foolish it was. And I'm not putting that on someone else that's listening, but hear me out. It's foolish because the lab results were the lab results, whether you got the lab or not. Like your body was that in that state, whether or not you had the measurements right. for it. So you could be totally freaked out about something that was already there. Or you could rejoice, like you said, in the fact that, oh, wait a second, I'm going through a training program that knows exactly what they're doing to help me get these numbers under control if I'm willing to follow the content and I get this stuff in line. I can do the things that they need me to do. So if anything, I understand the initial reaction, but then we should switch that immediately and say, wow, I am so thankful that I found this when I did, because if I'm not running these labs and I'm doing the same things I've always been doing, I would have to imagine it's going to get worse. <laughs> yeah, totally. I watch a lot of summits, you know, so I, I'll dive into the hormone summit or the gut health summit or, you know, in a summit, I'm just meaning they usually have, you know, 15 or 20 experts that come mm-hmm. in and, and offer their views. And so I've watched them on stopping cancer or, you know, all these things. And I can't even tell you how many times I've heard, well, you've got to work on detoxification. Detoxification is like one of the number one things or, you know, all these tips. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, thank God I'm already doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. And, you know, a lot of these single therapies or approaches, you know, not that detoxing is like a therapy, right? In in and of itself, I mean, there's a million ways to detox, but they're great and they work for people. It works a lot better when they're combined into a system so we could figure out, all right, 
is this form of detox the best for this individual? Because like me, I was highly sensitive to everything. I couldn't even, I should actually test this again. At the time, I could not even work up to three singular drops, like one, one, one of biocidin every single day without getting flu-like symptoms and just complete malaise. And that took, I mean, maybe I got up to that dosage for all of three days before I was feeling something like that, right? Where mm-hmm. for those that have no idea what I'm talking about, you should in theory be able to work up to 15 if you're sick and 30 if you're healthy. And I mean, three for me was just, it was too much. So that's a form of detox, but it would have yeah. been terrible for me. And so it's great to have FDN because we don't have these singular approaches. We're looking at it from, all right, we have multiple tools in the toolbox and we know what to do with clients like myself who don't respond well to those things. Um, Now, the other labs, I mean, again, we already kind of talked about it. I'm sure the emotions were the same, maybe a little bit shocking, but also, hey, cool, I have something to do now. I'm just curious, since you did run all six tests, what did you find, and this is just personal, what did you find to be the most interesting, uh, interesting or insightful when you got the results back? Like, was there one that you just absolutely loved and thought was cool? Well, can I say two? <laughs> sure, please. <laughs> so I would say the the cortisol reading on the hormone panel, the cortisol being our stress hormone, and that's the one that will tell you how much vital reserve your body has left. And mm. so that's the one that showed me that my reserve was completely tanked and I was in the exhaustive phase. And so that was so validating and so helpful. And then the second one was the GI map. And so learning about the bacterias and that the, you know, just the bacteria imbalance and that by adding in, uh, you know, a probiotic that would help support the good bacteria so that it could crowd out the bad bacteria, you know, such a simple step, but such an essential step. Cool. Those are, um, I always love the hormone ones as well, because I think it correlates very highly with how the person's feeling. You know, Mm -hmm. even if, in my experience, it's a lot of the other work that ends up directly affecting the hormones. I, I still think it's useful because I could show the client, hey, like I bet in the afternoon you feel your energy tank. They're like, oh, yeah. I'm like, OK, cool. Well, I can show you that objectively on the lab, like why that might be happening. Um, When you went through the course and listen, you are fully we're not trying to censor anyone here, like you were fully allowed to say anything you truly think. Did the course exceed, meet the expectations? Maybe you would have wanted something a little different. Like, what did you think about the course once you actually went through it versus what your expectation was before you went through it? So I wasn't really sure what it was going to be like from the outset. I just knew, oh, they're going to teach me these labs. And so I get it to the first module and I'm like, oh my gosh, there's no way I can do this. This is all science. Like, how am I ever going to learn and remember all this stuff? And so I went through it. And then as I, you know, as you go through it, the pieces start to pull together and everything starts to um, make sense based on what you've previously learned. So I really loved how they started at the basic And then, I mean, you can get as in-depth into the biochemistry of the body as as you want, basically, with the course. I mean, it really takes you full, fully in, takes you, it teaches you way more than what you're going to need to tell a client. Um, But (laughs) us as as practitioners, we get to really learn the why of why something is happening. And so initially I thought, oh, I don't know. But then as I got into it, it started to make sense. And everything is repeated like so many times in different ways 
that Mm -hmm. you start to pick it up. And by the time I graduated and had done the practicals, I was speaking FDN without even trying. Like you can't, you Mm -hmm. can't not. You just can't not because you've, it's been so ingrained. You've had all the training. You've got the science. You've got, um, you know, how to interpret the labs. I, I really wasn't sure I'd be able to do it. And by the time I got to the, to the practicals, it all made sense. Good. <laughs> that's what, what I, I was hoping. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that that's what happens for a lot of people. I, I have a love of that science. So for me, I was excited when I first saw it, but I was like, wow, this is different. You don't necessarily expect this level of rigor from an online course, especially considering some of the stuff that we went through before. Again, this is not has nothing to do with condemning IIN, but they take a different approach. It's something that I believe just about everyone could rather easily figure out if they're willing to be consistent. Um, I do think there are certain people that FDN, certain people, probably if you're listening, not you, but certain people that just, this is never going to be for them. They're like, okay, maybe I could do it, but wow, I just don't want to get that technical with it. This is for people who want to understand the complexities of the major parts of the human body, at least in the sense of it being relative to health, right? Obviously we're not learning as much as MDs, but if you want to get someone healthy, you are going to learn that. And it's meant or intended to be a standalone course. This is something that if this is all you ever did, you could go take clients and have a successful business. Obviously, we have the advanced courses and we always encourage anyone to continue their education, whether it's with us or some other place. But I always loved how the FDN course was truly designed as a one-stop shop um, where you can actually go take clients, charge accordingly, and they're happy to pay it and you're making a living. I think that really that really matters. So what's also cool for you is by the time you went through, I, I don't know if you realize this because this wasn't a thing like when I went through, you guys have the Facebook trainee group now. There's The mentors are helping out a lot more. So I'm sure you probably felt very supported once you were involved in that, right? A hundred percent. So the support was outstanding. So to have the trainee calls was was amazing. And what I didn't have that they have now are the hot topics. And so I'm okay. even going through those now as a graduate because Elizabeth just explains everything in such like real time, but in depth. Um, and so I've found so much um, wealth of information and just being able to wrap your brain around a complex, you know, idea um, in the hot topics. But between the face, I mean, the Facebook group, it was so great. And you could type in and I find that with the AFDNP. We haven't talked about that yet. Can I go into that? Sure, sure, please. <laughs> as a graduate, the as a newer graduate, the AFDNP group is like worth gold. I probably daily go in there and search a topic. And I mean, I could put in psoriasis, you know, and I can guarantee there's at least 10 threads of people who have already put in, you know, information about psoriasis or a certain supplement or I mean, just everything. Or what do I do about X, Y, Z? It's such a wealth of information. We just, um, if by chance you guys missed it, we just released an episode explaining AFDNP. So after this one, if you're on a podcast binge, go back just a few episodes back and we will have that there where we explain kind of what that is. Because AFDNP to me, that's that's one of the biggest no-brainers. In my opinion, for someone that has experienced the things I've experienced in life, I consider the access to AFDNP alone worth the cost of tuition. People just don't always understand how to use it. I'm like, do you guys realize that 
the archives alone, I actually didn't, I knew it was a lot, but Jennifer Woodward explained that the archived webinars in AFDNP, if you count the business and the health side and you listen to one webinar a day, including Sunday, uh, Saturday and Sunday, she said it would take you approximately two years to get through it, spending an hour a day listening to it. And some of the webinars are more than an hour, let's be honest, yeah. spending yeah. you know an hour or two a day listening to the webinars. And you're getting extremely advanced business training, extremely advanced health training. And there's always new events every single week and everything is saved. It's amazing to go back. I love listening to the stuff sometimes from like five years ago because I love getting involved with like the timeless principles. Like what, what was the business stuff that they were teaching back then? Because some of it still applies to today. It doesn't matter what new social media platform comes out. It doesn't matter what new marketing gimmick there is. Some aspects of business, as you know from your experience, is just business, period. Yeah. Customer service is always going to be a valued thing. Um, yeah. Having your finances in order and income and stuff, that's going to always be a thing. It's just, uh, it's a gold mine. Like you said, it's worth gold and it's fairly cheap to get into it. (laughs) It's unbelievable. It's like getting a master's degree in FDN, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) I've never heard that, but that's a good way of putting it. (laughs) It is like all the quick and nerdies, the deep, I mean, they dive so deep into a topic. I mean, it's, it's incredible. Yeah. I think we've had to um, actually be get better at specifying what it is and what it isn't because, you know, people come out of the course and they learned a ton, but when, if they go immediately into that without us disclaiming it, yeah, if Ryan Monahan's hopping on a quick and nerdy and that's the first thing you see, you're like, what the heck is going on? Cause this guy's, you know, like top of the top at FDN in terms of just knowledge. And like you said, it's stuff that it's really cool to know and we love it. It's stuff you'll never have to explain to a client. You might not even need to know per se to actually be effective with the client, but it is cool. It's interesting. And if you do this course, you're probably a nerd in some way or another. I think I could speak for all of us. And it is really cool to just dive deep. So Reed always says AFDNP separates the professionals from the hobbyists. And there's nothing wrong with being a hobbyist. Some people want to do that. But if you're going to go pursue this and say, hey, this is my business now. This is what I want to do part-time or full-time. I I recommend AFDNP. It's a no-brainer. And there's always ways to work these on taxes, which is cool because it's kind of education. So it's it's a no-brainer to me to be doing something like that. And we don't have to talk specific numbers. That's not what I'm asking this for. But I'm curious, how has this impacted your business? Because you're someone that was doing this, it seems, for quite some time compared to the rest of the health coaches out there, right, that might only have a year or two old business. How has this impacted your business now being an FDN and having access to these labs? Yeah. Like, I mean, I've made, this year, I've made f- probably four times the income that I made in previous years. And so, but that's, but I also, I didn't really have a full time, like I wasn't, I wasn't taking on clients like I'm taking on clients now because I wasn't as confident then that I could help people as, you know, just teaching clean eating. And so now that I'm able to help people on this level, I'm like, bring it on because the the system works. The system works and the body doesn't lie and the body needs us. Well, whether it's the confidence or the system itself, I mean, to me, is almost irrelevant. The fact of the matter is that's a that's a transformative experience yeah, for totally. someone to go four times. And just so we have the timeline, right? How long had you been health coaching? Well, 2013, you said, right? So you were active well, as soon as you graduated IAN? So I graduated in 2013 and then I left my dad's company in 2015 so probably, I mean, so f- like five or six years, I was 
But I was also changing directions. I tried this and then I tried that and then I was changing my niche and then, I, you know, so I, I went in a lot of different directions. Um, okay. But it brought me everything that I've learned and everything that I've done brought me to this point. Okay. I appreciate the transparency. Let's keep it realistic. We don't want anyone just thinking like, oh, I was doing the exact same thing at the exact same yeah. time. And all of a sudden, four times, no, uh, they in less that. than a year, basically. <laughs> well, and you know, they talk about people failing forward. And it's like, no one taught. Mm-hmm. Sure. If someone looked at me right now and they're like, oh my gosh, you have all these clients and you have a process that you like, and you've already done all these, you have all your intake forms, you already have everything like, yeah, but I've also had them for seven years and changed them a hundred times and I've failed mm-hmm. forward all this time, you know? Yeah. So I think th- it's one of the dilemmas in, in business and it's something we try to instill in all these FDNs now because not everyone that is becoming an FDN, as you know, like has any business background. So if you do, it's very advantageous, but it's not advantageous necessarily just because, okay, I know how to run a business. We can help you with that. We have stuff for that. You can't necessarily teach the mindset and the willingness to take some risks, right? Because a lot of people get very perfectionistic. I've been prone to that in my life for sure. And business, I've had to learn to rewrite that narrative on my mind. You just gotta start. You gotta go out there. You can learn it along the way. I'm not saying do this so negligently that you're screwing over clients left and right. That's not what I'm suggesting at all. But we try to perfect and control things so much that you could you could stay forever on that. You could never start a damn business because you're trying to get it perfectly fixed or whatever. And I always tell people, and I'm not going to mention names, there are FDNs out there though that only ever did the FDN course and they are making so much money that if I told people what it was on this podcast, they would think I'm lying. And then we have others that do the FDN course and then they do five advanced courses and they got two other certifications from the, some, uh, some other place and they've never taken a client yet. And so mm-hmm. to me, that is proof that it's actually more up here. And for those on audio, I'm proving, uh, pointing to our brains, trying to represent our minds, even though they're not the exact same thing, right? But <laughs> it's our mindset about this stuff and how we approach it that actually does that. And so anyone can go from employee to business owner. It's not a bad thing one way or another, but it is a different mindset and you need to be prepared for that. Failing forward, I love what you said. It's just like, that. that's what it is. You know, Don't mm-hmm. be afraid to go out there and start. Um, and yeah. as someone who has this vast amount of business experience in life, I think this is a good opportunity to ask this. Like, What is your advice maybe to someone that is coming through FDN? They were in the employee mindset forever. They want to start a business, but they're a little scared. Like, What would your advice to them be? You have to get started. You do. You just have to get going. And I mean, to be honest, my first client, you know, was my family, a couple family members, a couple friends and my husband. And I was like, okay, you guys are going to go through all this. I'm not going to charge you. You pay for the labs because I wanted the experience. So sure. When I graduated, there was a part of me that was like, you know what? I still, you know, I'm still not sure. I've done the labs on myself, but I'm still not sure. So I'm sure. I mean, after the practicals, you feel like you've had three clients. So you could definitely dive in with a client. Um, actually, I did have my first client when I graduated, but I was also working with um, my husband and a couple friends. And so I, I, I feel like I eased into it, but you got to start. You definitely have to start. And I, I was thinking back to what you said about the, um, you know, Ryan Monahan in The Quick and Nerdies. 
And I jumped into the AFDNP group when I graduated and I was like, oh my gosh, now I've graduated, I've done all this. And they're talking about stuff. I don't even know what they're talking about, Mm -hmm. but I stuck with it. And I was like, I am not going to quit. I've done all this. I've gotten this far. And now I use it as a tremendous resource. You know, like it. once I started working with clients, I was like, oh, okay. I don't have to know everything that they know. I just have to know what I've learned so far. That's all I need to get started. Right. And I think this is a great message for people because I almost wish they had a little thing with AFDNP when you're signing up. You know how that you can have those um, questions in a Facebook group that you have to like, I agree to do this. I agree not to be spitting profanity or whatever. (laughs) I wish one of those little agreements there. Yeah. Uh, One of those um, agreements was, I understand that to even have joined this group, I know more than enough to have a successful FDN practice, but we also value as FDNs constant learning. And I think people need to be able to separate these principles because in a sense, it was the unwillingness of certain health professionals to engage in that continued learning, whether it's because they just are so damn busy because these doctors have a heavy load. So I don't want to make it seem like they're doing this on purpose, whether it was just that or sheer negligence that led to us being stuck with our health issues. It is because, I mean, I had a nutritionist, Krista, this was all of seven years ago that was shocked when I said, oh, dairy and acne are linked together. And she was very kind, thankfully. She actually went and looked it up and then she looked at the studies and she said, okay, you're right. That is about as good as you're going to get in that world. Most of them would just kind of reject that and say, what What do you know, kid? Like, what, what are you talking about? Dairy and acne are linked. Like, I, I'm the nutritionist. I know better. She was so humble and so open-minded that she was willing to listen to me and actually research it. That isn't normally what this is. And so the Mm -hmm. reason there is continued education at FDN is because as good as this system is, it's not perfect. If it was perfect, everyone in this world would know about it. No one would have health issues. So if it is not perfect, it means by definition, we are still obligated to learn. And I think that is the responsibility. I've said this seven years ago. It is the responsibility, in my opinion, of any health professional, whether a Western medicine MD, whether it is an acupuncturist or an FDN, until we figure out, because I I think we actually kind of can figure this out as humans. Maybe I'm a little optimistic, but I think it's possible. Until we figure out how to maintain perfect health in the human body for as long as we are on this earth, we have something to learn. So humble ourselves, keep learning, but also know that as an FDN, you could still help 98, 99% of the population immediately. Totally. And, you know, once you dive into the health world, right? Like, I mean, I read nonfiction health books for fun, (laughs) you know, like you can't, you, you do, you're just, you're continually learning. And the body, the no two bodies are the same. And mm-hmm. so I think that, um, what was I going to say? That, oh, when you dive into that and you're learning all this stuff, you still do. You probably know 90% more than the average person out there just because you've dived in and it's, it, there's so much to know. There's so much to learn. But the human body is complex, but the human body is simple. Right. And I, it's amazing to me. When, again, when I was doing that course enrollment side for a while, Krista, I had – and they were serious. And I'm not being mean. It was like they were serious though. They thought, oh, well, maybe there's too many FDNs out there like doing this work or whatever. I'm like, what? I, I'm like, why don't you go to your local CVS, Rite Aid, Walmart, someplace that has a pharmacy – 
and just watch the line for an hour. And I'm not saying this, that we do this in a place of judgment saying, oh my God, look at what he, um, they have wrong with them. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying as long as those people are standing in line, you can kind of see when someone's a little sickly and you don't really even always need to see it to know that they could use help. I mean, they're shortage (laughs) or uh, too many FDNs of like, what? There is a shortage. It's the exact opposite. Um, There are plenty of people to help and they have no idea. They don't even know this exists. And that's why I'm blessed to be able to do the podcast because I believe this is one of the main things nowadays that is actually bringing people into our world. It's these stories. You know, maybe someone's searching for something and they click this on Google. They don't even know. They're like functional medicine. What is that? And then they listen to this and they're inspired to go out and help others. Now, speaking of actually helping others, how have you ended up niching down? Like, is there a certain type of client that you serve and someone that you like to help the most? Or how, how has your business been working like that? So it's interesting. You know, you you think about a niche and sometimes this happens. You come up with a client that's yourself, basically. Like I work with someone who's just like me, you know, similar mm-hmm. to me. I, well, I just, I'm not going to say my age, but I just turned uh, a good healthy milestone (laughs) at midlife. (laughs) So anyhow, I just turned 50. And so, you know, I'm dealing with perimenopause. I'm dealing with, um, you know, hot flashes. I'm dealing with my kids who are now growing and going off to college. And, you know, I'm dealing with some of the same things that my clients are dealing with. And so I naturally became attracted to and probably attracted to me, um, people that were similar to me. And so my clients have um, much different health issues that we're dealing with. Um, <laughs> but we I can relate to them on a on a uh, woman-to-woman basis at, at this nice. age. It's such an important message that you're sharing with them too, because I feel like so many of them probably light up when they hear, I'm sure your message is something along the lines of like, hey, just because you're this age doesn't mean that you have to feel like crap. Like we're not supposed to be capping right. out here. We had, I'll be honest, it's the only time I've ever heard it, but we had a doctor, a naturopathic doctor on named Amatma Simmons, and she had done some research and came across literature showing that there were these tribes that the women in the tribe were almost 60 years old and giving birth to healthy children. Now, I'm not saying go try that. I'm saying that, is that what we're supposed to be doing? I mean, is that actually, it's like, we, we laugh because it's so unrealistic, we think, in today's world. But that's how far we have pushed ourselves away from what the actual truth is, that we laugh at that. Oh, that can't even happen. We call 40 the cutoff age. Right. And yet, possibly 20 years later, could this could be happening with people who have much less technology than us. We think that they are the disadvantaged ones. And yet, ironically, it is us because we've been sold this false narrative. Oh, this is how you're supposed to feel. It's like, I don't buy that at all. Yep. Yep. Well, look at the, you know, the girls who are getting their periods at age 12 or, you know, it's just so early. Um, And there's, yes, we've done it to ourselves. We've done it to ourselves for sure. I mean, I'm not saying that girl has done it to herself, but I'm just saying as a society (laughs) and as our, you know, food manufacturers. And I mean, I could talk about food manufacturers till the cows come home. Um. And so we have done it as a society. And so therefore, our bodies are not ready to carry children probably beyond even 45 or 50. Um, But in in those regions, for sure, because they've taken much better care of their body. 
it's a really interesting. Yes, it's an interesting state of the world because our perceived progression, and it is progression in certain ways, has actually become our regression. I mean, because it, I can't argue that it's complete regression because the fact that you and I can even be talking right now on this podcast and sharing this information, well, that's progress. That's cool. And then yet the same things, like, I mean, if I stay on this until 11 p.m. tonight, staring at the blue light, that we know is terrible for me. And it's actually associated with certain cancers, namely prostate and breast cancer. I think it's associated with a lot more, but I don't have the science to back that up yet. But the science already shows that it's associated with those things. And it's amazing when we look at it like this. So do, do we take it away? Do I not want to be able to talk to Kristen and do this podcast? I, I don't think so. I feel like we will learn to balance this in a healthy way. But first, it starts with telling people and rather enlightening people to the idea that we're not supposed to feel like crap. And yes, you can have your cake, but we can't be eating it all the time. That's really what this is. You're, right. I use the phone. I use the computer. But there's certain things that we have to learn to moderate to the degree that we're able because everyone's has different bodies. You know, I'm amazed by what some of these like high level athletes or politicians can do. Like that would kill me. I feel like to the stress on their body with the modern world, we got these basketball players starting the game at 11 PM. That, that ain't going to work for Evan Transu with what I've dealt with. Um, so mine <laughs> might have to be a little uh, less than them. And if they're on video, that was pretty funny. Um, mine might have to be a little less than them. And for someone else, it might even have to be less than me. So we just got to learn to to balance and moderate it in today's world. And I think we'll be okay, but it's starts with these messages and letting people know that yes, at 25 years old, you shouldn't be losing your period. And no, it's not a good thing because I've heard that as well. They're like, oh, well, I don't have to deal with the symptoms anymore. I, my hand goes to my face. It's like when you palm meets face, I'm like, you're 25. We should not be celebrating a missing period because you don't have to deal with the symptoms anymore. I'm like, what about if you want kids later or something like that? It's 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 a whole paradigm shift that we need, I think. And I, I love that you're providing that to um, maybe more middle-aged people that think that this is the end of their life. And I think you got decades left of healthy living and enjoying this world. Well, and there, you know, every time I get a new client, I, you know, of course I'm excited because I'm really looking forward to to working with them on their health journey. But I almost want to cry too because I think, oh my gosh, this, you know, like I feel bad for them that they have suffered with these things usually for so long. And oftentimes, one of the best things about the FDN program is that, sure, we learn a lot of science and we learn all about the labs, but it still comes down to the dress protocol, the diet, rest, exercise, and stress reduction. And so without those, that's, you know, we can, we can have, make so many strides with that. And I tell clients all the time, sure, we can give you this supplement to support X, Y, or Z, but Mm -hmm. not long-term. I want you to be working on, you know, the diet part and removing your food sensitivities and, you know, the, the, um, you know, reducing the dairy and the gluten if they're sensitive to those or if their gut is a mess. Um, you know, just looking at, I love looking at the the whole big picture and how everything is so intertwined. And yet yeah. it can all be fixed if you take out that broccoli because broccoli came back on your food sensitivity. <laughs> it can't all be fixed, right. but, you know, it's a, a huge part of it. There's what so is much the main way that, Yeah. What's the main way that you're getting these 
are attracting these clients? Do you use social media? Is it other forms of stuff? Because I know we've had people that are speaking again. Like there's a lot of things. I mean, the world's pretty much open, at least in the United States. You can kind of go out and do these speaking engagements and get people like that. But how are Mm -hmm. you attracting these people that need this work? So some of my clients have come through referrals um, and usually, well, and all of the refer, the people who have referred I've met in at networking groups. And so I, over the last five or six years, I have done a lot of networking um, and I'm still in a couple networking groups currently. And so uh, I am out there in that regard. I, I do social media but I have a love-hate relationship relationship with social media. So I, I took the summer off from, from really posting, um, but I'm not really finding my clients that way. I'm finding my clients through referrals, networking, and human relationships. <laughs> what a concept. Yes. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> the referral side is something I think any FDN that does this even moderately I don't even want to say long term. I mean, if you do it for a year, it's going to happen. And that's one of the coolest things. A lot of FDNs that have been here for five, six, seven years, I mean, their entire practice is waitlisted sometimes Mm -hmm. where it's just all referrals coming through. There's a waitlist. They don't, I'm not saying you should ever stop marketing. I think that's probably a bad idea, but it's just amazing that they're getting these clients. Oh, well, you worked with so-and-so and I heard how much you helped them. And so now I want to work with you. I think that's something everyone's going to experience universally. And then the reason I asked you is because there's different ways that we can do this. There are FDNs that exclusively use social media and that's how they get clients. I think it's really identifying your unique strengths and, and what you're able to do. I mean, you have an incredibly welcoming and pleasing personality. Obviously, we met at the Biohacking Congress. You, I mean, and you just get people. You were trying to take a break for a second and you weren't even working and like you just helped us out immediately and are talking to people. So you guys, it's self-awareness. If you have that ability, go out and do that. If you're more you know, introverted and kind of a little shy, that's okay too. Then use social media to your advantage because that can be a great place to find people and do this stuff. I think we should always engage in personal development and try to make our personalities more inviting and stuff. But there's, there's different ways to approach this. And that's why I asked those questions because um, for some people, it's a completely different answer and they're having just as much success with this same work. So the system works. You just got to work it in a way that is something that resonates with you. Totally. One of the things, yeah, one of the other things I wanted to ask about your particular clients is, especially if some of them maybe are not at this, okay, I have a diagnosis type level yet. What are some common themes that you're seeing on the labs? Are they also in the exhaustive phase? Are you getting people in the compensatory phase? Like, are, are there any common patterns you're seeing? So a lot of my clients are coming to me in the exhaustive phase. Yes. But, you know, they're they're um, busy professionals. They have their own, you know, entrepreneurs. They're running their own businesses. Um, they have kids. They um, are in their mid-40s, you know, or in their 40s. Um, and so there's a lot of things that they are just pushing through basically. Mm-hmm. And they're, you know, oftentimes we do, right? The the daily schedule, you get through the daily schedule without realizing, oh my gosh, I haven't even, you know, taken a minute to breathe <laughs> or I just mm-hmm. want to take a shower, you know, something for yourself, um, let alone 10 minutes to sit and just read a book um, or do a couple stretching, you know, stretching exercises. So it's, I'm, I'm finding that most people that come to me are, are exhausted literally and their tests are showing it. Um, and I'm also finding um, a lot on the GI map, too. Um, a, a lot of people do have 
um, imbalance between the good bacteria and the bad bacteria. Um, I'm finding a lot of people are having trouble digesting protein, which if you are eating a lot of protein, but you're not digesting it well, it's sitting and putrefying in your system and your body is not able to use it. And so that's mm. been a common and, and the liver. So the liver, um, congestion, how's okay. that for a, 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 a few things? <laughs> yeah, no. And it's cool. I, that's one of my favorite questions to ask, especially when the person I can tell they really do have a niche and they have a certain base that they serve. I just love to know if there's any patterns with it. And it is, there's always overlapping stuff in the world of FDN. I mean, there's, very rarely a client that we take on that's going to have a healthy gut that's not really typical in our line of work but there's other things that that come up and I'm I'm interested to find that wow a lot of these people are in the exhaustive phase and yet they're still going I think I mean moms and business owners and then a combination of both that's some of the most strong-willed people in the world you know they're going to just keep pushing no matter what and it's almost unbelievable that they can do it, but that's the other side of it. It's like the fact that they think they just need to keep pushing through, pushing through it. It's like, no, you can actually really get a lot done and still feel great. And I, I'm still always learning to balance that myself is especially during the school year, I get a little crazy with things. I mean, even just this week, it's kind of starting again, but I've learned to balance that a little better. Like in the summer, when I have an ability to just kind of do nothing, I'm like, dude, you don't need to do something every single second of every day. And I think a lot of this comes from comparison too, because we're all on social media. We, we think we need to be doing more, striving for more. Um, and you know, maybe, maybe there's a time and place for some healthy competition, but at the end of the day, I think that's just, you're a hamster on a wheel. You're never going to actually get to the destination. And so the destination is just going to keep moving farther and farther away because you're going to get worse and worse. So we need to recognize that there's a virtue in just doing the best that you can. And for some people, I, I know them, it's about four hours a day is what they can do. So figure out how to make the best out of that four focused hours and then do what you got to do the rest of the time. I also know people that can do the 12 hours a day and they're just being lazy. You know, like they could do a phenomenal things and they have these huge goals. And I know that they could be fine doing that because they're super healthy, but they choose not to. And maybe that's not a great thing to be doing either, you know? So it's just, it's right. knowing yourself. I feel like self-awareness has come up a few times on this podcast, or at least the concept of it has, and then adjusting accordingly. So Krista, where can these people find you if they are listening today and they resonate with the type of client that you take on? They're like, wow, that's kind of me. I'd love to work with her. Yes. I, my website is um, www.ahealthyoption.com. And there's a link at the top that says book a call. And so it's a free strategy call. We can talk about where you're at, where you'd like to be, um, and some some steps to start getting you there. Cool. And then I also have a right. freebie. And I think you have a link to the freebie. 100%. Yeah, everything awesome. will be in the show notes. I just um, I like to hear it verbally too, because I feel like I'm actually bad at clicking on the show notes in when yeah. I listen to podcasts. I know as a yeah. host, I'm terrible at it. But if I hear it, I'll go I'll go type it in really quick. So I always like to know. Yeah. Um, and then just to be clear, one thing, because I, it's amazing that people get a little confused with this, just because that is the normal, um, just because that's the normal client that you take on, you would still help someone that might not be perfectly fit into that mold, right? Because FDNs don't treat anything specifically. We help everything, right? So you would help someone that's not perfectly in that mold. A hundred percent. Always. Always. Cool. Yep. And I think so I, I just... Mm -hmm. No, I, please. Sorry. You, it, I, so I apologize. There's a little delay and it's screwing me up. <laughs> 
is just going to go back and just say one other thing to what you were saying, probably like two conversations ago. But, um, you know, we meet people where they are. Not everybody, like you said, you know, has four hours in the day versus 12 hours in the day. Um, You know, some people have five minutes in the day. And so we meet people where they are, but the system works. Cool. And my final question for you, which you've listened, so you probably already know what it is. Not a trick question, but I'm, I'm curious what you have to say. And the signature question on the Health Detective Podcast is, if I could give you, in this case, a magic wand and you could wave it and get every single person in this world to do one thing for their health, whether that's literally do one thing or maybe it's stop doing one thing, either or, what is the one thing that Krista would get them to do? Read ingredient labels. All right, my friends, that'll do it for today's episode with Crystal Lyons. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and kind of the switch up that it took because I think, again, there's a lot of people out there today that are coming into our work, maybe not with the craziest of health stories, but they were health coaches and they need additional tools so that they can increase their income and serve their client base at a better level. But what I also think is cool is the fact that it shows you do not need or require a crazy health story for this to work. I think as amazing as these stories are, and I love getting to interview these people and share these stories, the one limiting belief that it can create is that, oh, I must need a crazy health story to go be a successful FDN. Well, clearly that was not the case for Crystal Lions, and there's many other people out there that this applies to, but they don't necessarily end up on the show just because we typically interview one type of person. So I'm going to go out of my way to make sure we have that more diverse group so that you guys can see this system works if you work it. And I don't mean to sound cheesy, but that's just, I think, the reality of the situation. If you guys like this information that we're sharing, please consider leaving us a five-star review on Apple and or Spotify. If you would do that, we'd love you even more than we already do. I'm looking forward to talking to you guys again soon. I'll be chatting with my friend Renee Bergman. She was on many, many moons ago, and we talked about the Enneagram. And so the first 20 minutes is us basically analyzing our findings from the last time. (laughs) I'm looking forward to talking to you guys then. Until then, take care. 